0: I am Planta on the line in Vancouver, British Columbia, at thecommentary.ca. This Thursday night, the 3rd of June, Knowledge Network will be debuting a new collection of short films. These 10 new shorts will air together, and then for the next while, they'll be airing on the network throughout their broadcast day. Behind the Facade celebrates the stories of communities that make up British Columbia's history. They are films that shine a light on historic buildings and neighborhood touchstones that illustrate the resilience of diverse communities in the province. Joining me now is the filmmaker responsible for three of the shorts, Lyanna Patrick. I'll ask her about the stories she tells in her films. First is The Train Station, where she narrates her family's story of love and survival at uh, Lajac Indian Residential School. With Rosemary Georgeson, Lyanna also directed A Place to Belong, taking us to a Christmas event at uh, Vancouver's Friendship Center. The film tells a story of uh, the Friendship Center movement, its place and meaning in the community, as well as what it represents c- considering the history of residential schools. And then in The Tomahawk, Lyanna explores the kitchen caricature that Phil... The uh, North Shore's long-running Tomahawk Restaurant, the oldest family restaurant in British Columbia. It also looks at the relationship between the restaurant and the local Squamish people. Dr. Liana Patrick is an assistant professor in the Faculty of Health Sciences at Simon Fraser University. She holds degrees from the University of Victoria and the University of British Columbia and was a Fulbright Scholar. Her Twitter handle is at Liana Patrick. Behind the facade also features shorts by uh, Banshee Hanus, uh, Baljeet Sangra, Joella Caballo, who will be on the program shortly, and Dave Roten Short. They are produced by Lantern Films. Please uh, welcome to the Plant Online Program, Liana Patrick. Dr. Patrick, good morning.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: Pretty good yourself.
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: So um, this is a such a... Uh, wonderful series because they're different films obviously and then there're different subjects and 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 I guess that's the impetus of the series to tell us about places that uh, uh places or people or buildings say that mm-hmm. um we otherwise did not know about right mm mm-hmm. mhm that's uh, correct uh w- w- what was it like for you to to find out that you were going to be part of this or that that you were going to make three movies
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm uh it was uh, an amazing thing to be honest with you um i have i have worked on and off uh-huh. in film and video in different contexts over the years um but but mostly in an educational um you know context uh-huh. so uh so this was the first chance for me to kind of, and and i did make a short documentary a number of years ago but um this was kind of my entry back into uh, making, making documentary films. And, uh, and it was, it was really such an interesting experience because they are such short films to, to take sometimes really complex, um, uh, subject matter and, um, and stories and kind of distill it down into, you know, three or four minutes was, was quite a challenge, but it was a really, it was a good challenge.
0: Yeah, it, it, you you learn to be nimble, I guess, or you learn to be you know, um, not not waste time, if you will. Yeah. Um, but but the, the magnificent thing is because it, these are on knowledge and elsewhere, um, a lot of people will see these things, and a lot of people will get to, to you know this might be the first time that they learn about, um, say a, uh, uh, a place or or people or, or say let's let's take the three films, um, mm-hmm. the, the most personal of the three, I guess, would be the train station. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That is a story of love and survival. It's about your grandparents, right? Mm-hmm.
1: It's about it. Yeah, it's about my my dad and my grandmother. Oh, your possibly. dad and grandmother.
0: Pardon me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your your grandmother, um, as we learn in the in in the piece, um, I I don't know how to describe her other than just remarkable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. resilient, amazing. I mean, I'll let you fill in whatever adjective you want to use. Now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I th- I think it's. It's interesting how the stories unfold because, to be honest, um, when we were starting to tell this story, you know, as as you mentioned, this is about places, right? Mm. It's it's the idea that there are buildings, and we're telling the story behind the, the the you know what we see, the physical space of the building. So we were telling the story of this train station that was at the residential school that my dad went to, and. You know, people may not know that children were also brought to residential schools by train. Mm. Um, and I thought that was a pretty powerful story to tell, to talk about. Um, because there was both the pain of being brought there and away from your family, but the train station is also, um, a means back to mm. family and community. So it's got, you know, the, these kind of different embedded meanings. So, um, so initially I was looking for stories about people who had arrived at the school by train, and my dad was not one of them. He, they, you know, used a cattle truck to yeah. transport the kids in the local communities, um, and it was hard. It was hard. a lot of people came forward, but there wasn't uh, a lot of people who, you know, were able to, for very good reasons, be able to kind of share about that in a more public way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So then it was kind of like, well, maybe, maybe I tell my story and my dad's story because. So and we had that photograph of myself in front of that train station mm-hmm. um, when I lived there when I was a baby with my family, and and so that's you know it became it was it was hard to to do at first because i this was not i wasn't intending to tell my own story or my mm-hmm. family story but it turned into um a really beautiful and powerful piece because i was able to tell a story that kind of highlighted i i would say um a lot of different aspects of that experience and including yeah. <clears throat> excuse me how how difficult how painful how traumatizing it was but also the strength of, of family and love, um, because it's a story about how, you know, my grandma walked those tracks yeah. to to see my dad. So, um, yeah, so I think, you know, and it's just, it's such a short piece. It's only, you know, two minutes long. Yeah, so it, it just, it takes, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it takes a really complex and, um, you know, intense history and, and condenses it into a very, um, you know, short two minutes, but I think it conveys a lot in that in that two minutes.
0: Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the idea of her walking the tracks, I mean, the, the, that stayed with me days after mm-hmm. seeing the, the, the film. Um, mm-hmm. And I, 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 I don't want to speak anymore about it because I think people should see it because it's a very powerful piece. It's mm-hmm. it's done in animation. Well, whose idea was that?
1: Yeah, I think um, we were talking about how to tell this, and uh, Dave Short, who's one of the producers of Lantern Film, who so uh-huh. I worked with, he, I think he was the one who suggested that maybe we consider uh, animating it. And I thought that was a really beautiful idea um, to do. And so we collaborated with Chloe she's who's um, a Blackfoot illustrator. Mm-hmm. And she just did these beautiful, you know, I provided all these pictures, and she did these beautiful animations based on them. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 animation is great. It's a lot of work <laughs> for just a very so cool. uh, short amount of time. Uh, but it, you know, it kind of allows you to, to do a lot in terms of, uh, quickly transitioning between seasons and time and, and space, right? So, yeah. yeah, it was, I, I thought it was such a fun, um, and, and powerful medium to work
0: in. Another film in the series is where you take us to the Tomahawk. I, I, I just realized I'm one of the only people <laughs> I know who's never been there and it's been there forever. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed seeing what, what's inside. What's the food like?
1: Food is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will tell you that right away. I you and you and me both. Oh, I on. had never been yeah. to a Tomahawk, and so learning about that history, it was interesting because I I went into it without any sort of prior idea, yeah. like no baggage about what what the restaurant was all about. Um, so, which I think is is good. It's a benefit because then you just go in and you can just start to ask questions about what is going on in this restaurant, what's happening here. And at first glance, um, it might you know, you're kind of you're really questioning what all what it all means. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: because there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in the restaurant and um and, and then the more you kind of get to know about it and about the relationships, you know, that the owners have with the you know, with the squamish nation and how that history has unfolded and Continues to, um, to be a really important part of, you know, the community. It's, it's, it's a really, <laughs> it'll kind of challenge your yeah. perceptions about things. But I think that's all I, that's what I wanted to do in that short piece was kind of get people just to, to understand that, you know, what they see on the surface, yeah. um, yeah. represents one thing and just, you know, there's, there's lots going on. So that also was a really interesting, uh, story to tell in a short period of time because there were a lot of stories that could have been told. Yeah. Um, I sort of feel like that's a feature-length documentary, wanting waiting to
0: happen. Indeed, indeed, yeah. <laughs> I, but but that's again the thing because I've heard things about it over the years, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it, it's marvelous to, to to see just how complicated it is. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, why shouldn't it be complicated? It's not just a restaurant, is it? I mean, it's a piece of history when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I had uh, Rosemary uh, Georgeson on the show earlier this year, mm-hmm. and um, I, I enjoyed talking to her a great deal, and you worked with her on A Place to Belong. Yeah. Um Tell us about this place, because I've seen that building, um, and I guess because of its design, um, or when it was built, I guess, it, it's it's in concrete, and so... I've mm-hmm. never been inside it. It looks kind of severe, and so the the uh, the the contrast of of um, the the what what goes on inside, I thought, was marvelous in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be a nightclub. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Um, so it's definitely the again. It's it's kind of getting beyond and past what what you see is really yeah, important yeah. in this story. Um, yeah, so I, this, this really closely aligns too with my, my academic research that I do, mm-hmm. uh, which is really interested in urban Indigenous health and well-being. And, um, and I've, I've looked at the history of friendship centers and the friendship center movement in Canada, and it's a really important history in terms of urban self-determination and, um, and the supports that, uh, you know, as urbanization happened in mm-hmm. the 1950s, Indigenous people came to the city. Um, those those spaces were really really important to um, to the the community that that developed in in cities across Canada so so that um, that space whatever it looks like was was a really um, important space that developed for for people for folks so um, yeah so it was you know the history um, in Vancouver which just You know, there's, there's a few people who have been really, really integral to, to that history and to that, you know, the community that's thrived around, um, around that building. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, that's kind of the core of the story. And then, of course, you know, we, we filmed it at at Christmas time. And so we thought, well, this is interesting because there's another interesting kind of juxtaposition, right? With, um, with kind of like this Christian holiday, Mm -hmm. but, but it has, you know, relevance and importance to our communities as well. Um, and and so we kind of wanted to tell a bit of that story and, yeah. and how we come together and how it connects to to our cultures and to the different, um, you know, ways in which we came together.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so, some, some of the older people suggest that, um, or say, I should say, that, um, that Christmas was always a tough time, or, or not a tough time, but something that they never really celebrated because they thought mm-hmm. that, um, it was a, a Christian holiday, or so something that negative from from the residential school experience. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then um, they talk about um, how it's important to children. You can see this in the in the in the on the faces of the kids mm-hmm. <laughs> when they see mm-hmm. Santa Claus, or, or they get their gift, or they they pose for a photograph. Um, it's like every kid who's excited at Christmas, you know. Yeah. And and so they have to make peace, I guess, with whatever their the the older people have to make peace with the with their feelings about it and um you know you realize that the, the children uh are are um it's important to them mm-hmm. or it's what's what they want I should say and, and um they're the future and I guess this is this is a, another layer uh, of the the story the the identity right
1: Mhm yeah exactly yeah and i think um you know one of the uh um cat who's interviewed yeah. in cat north you know, mentions that we we always you know we always gather together it, at you know in the winter around solstice you know December 21st like this was an important time and and that's true for many communities winter you know is the time they gather together and, and did ceremony and um and you know and we're together so you know there I think it's uh it, it also shows and I think this is kind of the theme throughout is just the resilience the adaptation the um, the way in which our communities have responded and, um, and continue to practice our, um, you know, our traditions and our ways of life, um, alongside, you know, the, the, the things that were imposed upon us, um, and just how we're, you know, re-envisioning this for the future. I think that's, that's another, you know, thing that really, it, it was really clear for me throughout the making of these, these short films.
0: And, and what is it about film? Because you you have a, a distinguished background in in academia, and mm-hmm. um, um, have uh, written and and taught and and um, uh, you know so so now to 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 also do films. I mean, it, it's a medium that's, I guess, accessible to a lot of people. So um, mm-hmm. it just makes sense, doesn't it, to 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 do that as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think, <clears throat> I mean, I always, from the time I was little, I loved. Movies, mm. uh, and I, I, you know, I, I kind of early on in my life, I, I worked in film and I thought about being a filmmaker. But to be honest with you, I didn't have um, a lot of mentorship, and I never, I didn't have the confidence to think that I could actually be a filmmaker. Um, so it actually took me quite a few years, which is why, like at this point in my career, you know, I should be like <laughs> more advanced. Um, but I'm sort of, you know, starting uh, more of an emerging um, filmmaker, and and that it's okay because I bring a lot of different background and experience to it. Um, but you know, I wrote about it. I'm more, of, I, yeah. I guess, I've been more involved in theorizing about it. Um, and and when I wrote about, it, you know, I, I saw such power, and I see such power, in, um, you know what what I called years ago, fourth world cinema. Um, you know, it, and what we kind of call, um, indigenous clean sovereignty now. So when we can sort of take up these tools and tell stories from our own worldviews, our own perspectives, I think it's, it just infuses a different perspective into the world that, that I think is, is really vital and really exciting for everybody, um, you know, to, to see and to engage with. So, um, and I'm just, I'm really, I, there's so many amazing, Indigenous filmmakers and, um, you know, uh, folks working in the industry now. And I just, I just think it's a really exciting time to be, to be doing this kind of work. And I'm very, very grateful. I'm very honored um, to be able to do this work.
0: And, and you'll do more films?
1: Yes. <laughs> Amazingly. When I made, I made my first short film in 2005, 2006. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's called Travels Across the Medicine Line. And um, I swore I would never ever make another documentary film again because they are so hard to make, so resource intensive, um just been hours and hours and months. Um, but I'm I'm back at it. I'm actually developing with Lantern Films uh an experimental for us, another company. Oh. We're developing uh, a feature length documentary film right now. So um, yeah. I just I I guess I've um gotten yeah, well <laughs> into it all well as
0: a viewer it's great because I, th- these three shorts are are remarkable I, I i um um i'm amazed i don't know if that's the wrong word but i i i i just love how different they are and the way that you approach the story and and i can't uh, wait to see the next one and what whatever form that takes in terms of how you you tell the story because um i have a feeling it'll be good anyway
1: well thank you very much i really really appreciate it and uh Again, I, I feel like it's just um, yeah. I'm really grateful to be able to do this work. It's um, yeah, it's it's a really it's a, it's a privilege. I feel.
0: Longmate, continue, and I, I so appreciate your time today. Thanks for this.
1: Okay, thank you so much.
0: At Lyanna Patrick uh, is the Twitter handle. Uh, the three films as part of Behind the Facade are The Train Station, A Place to Belong, and The Tomahawk. They will air uh, as part of Behind the Facade Thursday night at nine. On uh, Knowledge Network, that's uh, Thursday night, the 3rd of June. Liana Patrick, join me on the line from here in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Plato.